Gotham Sound is your one-stop audio solution for microphones, mixers, recorders, podcasting, and wireless. Whether you're looking to rent or buy sound equipment, are working at a church, feature film, a television show, podcast, theater, or a student project, Gotham Sound is here to serve you. With a huge selection of new and used gear, it's your first stop before you buy. Gotham Sound has the pro audio you need to make your project sound true professional. Gotham has been around for 18 years perfecting pro audio. Visit us at GothamSound.com. Realtraps is the premier source for high-performance acoustic treatment, including bass traps, broadband absorbers, and diffusers. Once a room has been properly treated, clarity and articulation of music and speech improve enormously. Our clients include famous mixing and mastering engineers, corporations, and even a research lab at MIT. Whether you're a professional recording engineer, audiophile, or home theater owner who wants the best sound possible, upgrade your entire system with acoustic treatment from Realtraps. Visit Realtraps.com. It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host, the book, what should I look for in a church? Very important question. Our special guest, Alex Duke. He is uh, with us. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.beardynamic.com. Realtraps is the premier source for high-performance acoustic treatment, including bass traps, broadband absorbers, and diffusers. Once a room has been properly treated, clarity and articulation of music and speech improve enormously. Whether you're a professional recording engineer, audiophile, or home theater owner who wants the best sound possible, upgrade your entire system with acoustic treatment from Realtraps. Visit Realtraps.com. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit Zoom-NA.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom. And we're for creators. And by Vocal Booth to Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. Yeah, this is a very big deal because, you know, we think it's easy enough, right? All churches should kind of be like McDonald's or Burger King. Like you should know what to expect. But it's anything like that, isn't it? It's almost you know, the unknown when you go into a church. Uh, what should we look for? People go uh, church hunting and shopping. And so this is an interesting topic. Where do we begin? Oh, man, where do we begin? I mean, you know, you're right. It's, it's, it's a very important topic. Most people kind of know how to answer it. I mean, they know that they should look for a church that is, of course, full of people who are kind. And they know that they should look for a church that teaches truth. It is a, an important thing because everyone wants to feel comfortable, but there's so many factors where people don't feel comfortable. It could be the music. It could be, you know, we're so finicky. It, it would be great if we could just know what we should be looking for 
uh, in a church. What do you think it comes down to, you know, a good church versus a bad church? Well, okay, yeah. So maybe, maybe let's tweak your question a little bit. Good versus bad is, is a little <laughs> harder to answer. So the most important question, of course, is true versus false. Okay. And what, what would be the main distinguishing factor for that distinction would be whether or not the gospel is preached. So the most important question, and there are going to be a thousand different peculiarities of gospel preaching churches that are not the same. Sometimes they're just different. Sometimes they're in conflict. Uh, but the most important question is, does the sort of agreed upon statement of faith of this church, is it evangelical? Does it contain the message of the gospel, which is the message of salvation, which is the teaching that Jesus Christ, who is God the Son, came to earth, lived a perfect life. He died on the cross, not as like a vague sentiment that we should love our enemies or not as proof that the political powers of his day were corrupt, though some of that stuff is true. But he, he primarily died on the cross as a substitute for sinners like myself and like you. And he rose again, again, not to have some generic, vague belief that, you know, love triumphs over evil or that God will turn everything out positively in the end. Though, again, those things are true. But Jesus died and rose again so that all who believe in him, put their faith in him, would have eternal life by being united to Jesus Christ, who is, who is God the Son. We have the same life that he has won through his life, death, and resurrection. So you must go to a church that gives that message through its teaching, through its small group ministries, through everything that it does. That must be at the foundation of whatever church you go to. Because if that's not there, well, whatever you're going to, it's not a church. It's something Mm -hmm. else. It's a you know, a good old boys club. It's a social activist arm of a particular subset of human beings, right? Like it could just be anything else with a Christian veneer, but it's not a local church in the way that the New Testament uses that language. First of all, thank you for saying the gospel so directly and succinctly. And of course, amen to that. Uh, Usually the way it works uh, in many churches I've been to that you have to go down and ask to talk to one of the elders. If you'd like to find out how a person can come to Jesus. Rarely do I hear someone just put it out there the way that you did, or I should say the way Jesus did in the Bible. And it, it is a big deal to me, which is why I wanted to have you on, because there's so many things I don't understand that that message you don't hear very often. How is that crazy? We don't hear that message. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Sure. I mean, it's I, I want to be sympathetic to churches who have other things on their minds when the preacher's up there for 20 minutes or 30 minutes. You know, they're trying to give specific tips about how to improve as a husband or this or that. And, and, and of course, those churches would mean to preach the gospel, but they would sort of mean to preach the gospel in a way that makes coming to Jesus the pathway to improve on problems X, Y, and Z in your life, which again, that's not entirely false. That's not a wrong-footed motivation, but it's when those things over time, you know, you can imagine if you go to a church for a year and the way that they talk about Jesus and the way they even kind of talk about salvation in the gospel is through a a way that kind of highlights or forefronts fixing the other problems in our lives, addictions, etc. Then we've kind of obscured the main essence of what the gospel is and what Jesus came to do, which is to save us from God's wrath. The debt we owed to God for our sin has been paid by God by grace and we need to believe in Jesus because it doesn't matter if we improve our lives you know, for better husbands or dads or coworkers or bosses, if we've never repented of our sins and put our faith in Christ. And so I think 
a lot of churches will major on what they would say is the gospel, but it doesn't forefront the message of repentance and faith in Jesus, the wrath-bearing, substitutionary sacrifice on the cross, you know, the, the risen king of the universe. They, they, they talk about Jesus as, you know, the on-ramp for the hopeless or the one who can, you know, give us a clean slate. And that's true. But if that's all we ever say, people might never come to Christ because they don't actually know what it means to take up their cross and follow him. My fear is that the churches are afraid to offend people with that message that you just mentioned and how dangerous that is. But Alex Duke is our special guest. He has a a booklet or a pamphlet. What should I look for in a church by nine marks? We'll be right back with him right after this. Since 2015, Autonomous is dedicated to building ergonomic office chairs and electric standing desks with the highest quality materials. The Autonomous product lineup began with the original office standing desk the smart desk, and now spans several categories of smart ergonomic office tools and accessories, as well as new software solutions for modern hybrid work offices. All of our products are not just great looking and durable, but simple to use in order to unleash their full potential. Visit us at autonomous.ai and use code MESSIAHRADIO for a 5% discount on your total order. Ocaso builds high-quality, extremely affordable action cameras that enable our customers to capture dynamic moments in life and share their world of difference. In less than nine years, Acaso has become one of the leading action camera brands worldwide with sales of over a half million units annually. There's a world out there to explore and enjoy while capturing every thrilling experience. Acaso's mission is to inspire and empower more people to join, enjoy, capture, and share the fun of exciting outdoor sports. Visit acasotech.com. Tribe Signs was designed in 2010 We started operations as home and office solutions specialists and have since established ourselves as a trusted brand all over the world. We have worked with some of the world's best designers and manufacturers to bring a curated selection of beautiful furniture to thousands of happy customers across America. Visit us at tribesigns.com. Sennheiser has been continuously setting trends in the audio industry. Wherever people care passionately about recording, transmitting, or playing sound, Sennheiser will be there. Artists, disc jockeys, scientists, sound technicians, or demanding music lovers, the Sennheiser name always stands for premium products, headphones, microphones, and all-around audio solutions. The ultimate in sound quality. Sennheiser. Okay, we're back with Alex Duke. And he is the editorial manager for Nine Marks and the director of youth ministry and ecclesiology training at Third Avenue Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky. Is it Louisville or Louisville? It's Louisville. Louisville. I got it. Okay. Well, let's address again uh, the topic of the book. What should I look for in a church? You mentioned something here about Taco Bell, expositional preaching and Uh, a gordita crunch, uh, which is, you know, tasty at Taco Bell, but so, yes, it is. Amen. Uh, so, I mean, the main thing, again, when I was talking about McDonald's or Burger King, you, you'd like to think that you could go into any church and they can start preaching word for word from the Bible and we would go through it and understand it. Uh, the church has uh, become something else with preaching their sermonettes, their little topical preaching, uh, different types of things. And the main thing of what you mentioned, do we ever get down to the gospel, the most important thing. What is your observation of churches when, you know, do you wish that it would just be, we all would be on the same page? Uh, The pastor mentions the scripture verse and we're right there, everyone going through line upon line. Uh, How much of the Bible do you think the church knows? Oh, 
Yeah, I would say the general uh, Christian, uh, church-going Christian, has decent grasp of the Bible, right? So they would be able to explain the difference between Old and New Testament. They'd be able to explain the rudimentary facts of the gospel. I think their knowledge of the Old Testament would be pretty poor, except for, you know, kind of like the way we know American history. Like, okay, we know the names, we know the vague chronology. We don't really know how they all connect. And so I think it would be poor, but not horrible, not like an F, right? Like, (laughs) So let's talk about um, expositional preaching, uh, line upon line. Uh, If there is such a thing anymore, you know, and I I don't mean to be uh, cynical or jaded, but it would just, it seems like a simple type of thing that the pastor who has been trained uh, is to teach the congregation right through the Bible, you know, the whole thing. But it has become almost, is the pastor going to tell a joke? Is it about his life or uh, uh, stories? How, in what ways has the church become more than just teaching through the Bible? And should we look out for that? You say, what should I look for in a church? Is that yeah. something we should be aware of? I give basically three answers to the, that question in this, you know, in this little booklet. And the first one I've already talked about, which is the preaching of the gospel. The most important question is, does this church preach and believe the gospel or its people marked out by the gospel? Uh, the second most important thing is kind of what you're referring to. Yeah, look for a church where the Bible isn't just for super serious, super Christians, but for everyone. Look for a church where the main thing that everyone is excited about isn't a particular pet ministry or, you know, social outreach or certainly not a particular political party. You know, what people are most excited about is is gathering together under God's word, not only on Sunday mornings, but primarily on Sunday mornings. So in other words, look for a church where the regular, and I won't say exclusive because there are times occasionally where a pastor might feel it's a good way to shepherd his flock by giving some kind of topical message or a series of topical messages, but where the Bible is is shaping and driving all of their gatherings, everything that that church does so that he's preaching through books of the Bible. You know, he's preaching whether it's Romans in six months or Romans in three years or Isaiah in six weeks or Isaiah in two years. I mean, there's a thousand different ways to do it. The goal of the pastor every morning, every Sunday morning, when he stands up in front of his people is to try to explain and apply God's word to God's people. I got saved in a mega church. And so it's, again, so I'm not denying that the Lord can use means other than expositional preaching to do his work. Of course he can. Uh, but, but we're talking about what's most helpful and healthy is that their main gatherings are going to be centered around topics and they're going to be centered around useful topics, Christian topics, you know, generosity, working with anger, being a better husband, fighting fear. And there'll be Bible stories and Bible application and sort of, you know, appealing to the Bible throughout. But where people go in those churches who are serious about the Bible and who are serious about understanding the Bible is almost always in a Sunday school. If, if you want to be serious about the Bible, well, you don't really get what you need in Sunday morning. You can get it, uh, you know, at, at Bob's Sunday school. There's the catch right there. You know, why? see, what I want to know is, you know, we live in a busy world and not everybody can get to Sunday Bible school or any of these programs. Why is it so hard for the pastor to preach from the Bible right there? On well, morning. It, yeah, ironically, I think it's I think it's easier to do expositional preaching than topical preaching because, yeah, I mean, but you don't see I, I've gone to a million churches and I don't see it. And so much so that I saw this pamphlet, your book, What Should I Look For in a Church by Nine Marks, uh, Alex Duke, our special guest on the program. It seems like it should be simple, but it's 
almost for me impossible to find a church that just goes right through the Bible. It's almost as if they're distracted from doing it or they think that they will lose their audience or they're not sure that people could take it or are ready for it. And it's disturbing. And that's, you know, I kind of wanted you to address that. Yeah. Well, Michael, I think they don't do it on purpose, right? Because they, they're happy for those folks to be, you know, fed through the other means that we've talked about. They don't do it because they're aiming at other people, right? So a common phrase, at least used to be seeker sensitive. All right. So what does that mean? Well, they're being sensitive towards seekers and seekers by and large don't want a 30 minute explanation of what Isaiah 40 means. You know, they want an on-ramp to hopefulness, They want an on-ramp to life improvement. They want an on-ramp to meaning. Now, yes and amen, praise the Lord. But I am convinced that what gives life and meaning and hope most easily is God's word applied through God's spirit to God's people. So I think they're, though I'm sympathetic with their aims, you know, the churches who are trying to appeal to a broader audience, I I think that their means to get those ends uh, is you know, the Lord can use it, but it's it's actually not the best means. The best means is God's word. And so, yeah, pastors don't do it, but they don't do it because they're trying to do it and failing. They don't do it because their understanding of what a church is, it's an experience, right? It's an opportunity to experience God, right? That's what a church is. That's what a church offers. Are you saying they're not conscious of that, that they don't purposely sometimes share the gospel? Are they afraid to offend anyone? I'm confident that there are some pastors out there who are indeed afraid to offend, and that's why they don't do it. I just don't, I don't know, right? The Lord knows people's hearts. I think perhaps more optimistic and maybe naive reading is that they're genuinely trying to help people, but they're trying to help them with different means. And they don't think that the average person that can come into their church will be interested in hearing, you know, an explanation of Galatians chapter four, you know, because it's really confusing when Paul's talking about Sarah and Hagar as an allegory to Christ. So, yeah, some guys might be afraid. I think ultimately, though, it's just folks don't understand what a church is. They don't understand that a church, before it's anything else, is a gathering of repentant Christians who have locked arms together to help each other get to heaven according to God's word and who are accountable to one another and who are accountable to Christ together. The third thing you should look for in a church is that you shouldn't just look for a church. You know, we've talked so much about preaching. You shouldn't just look for a church with a dynamite preacher, even with a dynamite guy who preaches expositionally. There are a lot of churches out there like that with amazing pastors, but the community among the church, you know, a church is not a building. It's a, it's a people who are covenanted together. Uh, And so you you should look for a church that has the faithful preaching that has the, the belief in the gospel, but it also upholds and even incentivizes a, a different kind of relationship among its members, which includes everything from church membership to, you know, having a culture of discipling where people are helping each other following Jesus uh, or And even in the cases where people professing Christians persist in unrepentant sin, even practicing church discipline. If you want to talk about an unpopular practice, you know, expositional preaching is, is kind of unpopular. Church discipline is extremely unpopular in church. <laughs> and so I'm saying we, we need to look for all of that because we all need help, you know, following Jesus. And our churches, it's how it's been designed for us. They're designed to help us follow Jesus. That's how the Christian life is meant to be lived. Yeah, I love what you just said. We're going to be right back. Remaining moments with Alex Duke. He has a booklet called What Should I Look For in a Church by Nine Marks. So the goal is to see churches characterized by nine biblical marks of a healthy church. And you say, why these nine? I'm reading from your website because sadly, they're too often assumed or ignored in evangelical churches. So that's uh, ninemarks.org. 
We'll be right back with Alex Duke right after this. Real Traps is the premier source for high-performance acoustic treatment, including bass traps, broadband absorbers, and diffusers. Once a room has been properly treated, clarity and articulation of music and speech improve enormously. Our clients include famous mixing and mastering engineers, corporations, and even a research lab at MIT. Whether you're a professional recording engineer, audiophile, or home theater owner who wants the best sound possible. Upgrade your entire system with acoustic treatment from Realtraps. Visit Realtraps.com. Okay, we're back with Alex Duke. He has a booklet called What Should I Look For in a Church? So you must get a lot of questions about this. You've written this uh, booklet. What are some of the questions? What do people ask when they ask that question? What should I look for in a church? What uh, what gives? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, people want to, off. you know, many people when they're asking that question, they're thinking about stuff like music, you know, or what's what's the vibe like? What's the music like? Or what, what are the kids programs like? Or, you know, or even what's, what's the pastor like? That stuff is, at the end of the day, pretty incidental to whether or not you should decide to go to a church. You know, it, it's all the stuff we've been talking about. It's the gospel, it's preaching, and it's, it's a church that meaningfully practices uh, things like membership and discipline. And, you know, membership is just the basic biblical understanding of togetherness, of covenanted togetherness. First Corinthians 12, we, we are one body. Some of us are feet, some of us are ears, some of us are hands, some of us are noses, you know, but we are under Christ one body. And that, that's written to a local church, the church at Corinth, right? That's the universal church in the same sense is, is not that same kind of tactile where if something happens to a hand, a foot knows it. Well, that's not true of the universal church, actually. Well, I don't know what's going on with my brothers and sisters in Uganda. I just don't because I can't. But I do know what's going on with my brothers and sisters at Third Avenue Baptist Church, which is why, I mean, if we're going to get into the nitty gritty of, of what a church is, you know, it's it's a gathering of Christians who have covenanted together before the Lord to, again, help each other get to heaven. So you would even get into practical questions of, OK, well, so if a church has multiple sites over a, a large region, in what sense can that church actually meaningfully live up to that definition? These people don't know each other. They don't live in the same zip code. Sometimes they don't even live in the same time zone. So when we strain the word church, I mean, you mentioned McDonald's at the beginning. I think that's actually treating church more like a franchise of a, of a successful business than what the Bible holds out a, a church to be. First of all, you got really personal with me when you talk about McDonald's like that. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I, I love McDonald's. <laughs> I, I wanted to say, though, the reason I, I said that really is it's the uniformity of it. If the main thing is the Bible, right, and God's word. And Christ, of course, and it's made a certain way. These burgers, you can go anywhere and it's you you know what to expect. Not the case with church. Many times you have no idea what to expect and it can be a scary place. I wish it was more kind of uniform in the way that, oh, the pastor is going to talk about uh, Matthew or John or any parts of the Bible. And we know what to, what to expect because he's going to teach it or, you know, he's going to go through line upon line. It, those expectations aren't present. It gets a little frustrating. And you mentioned about a brother's keeper and discipline and, and membership and things like that. I want to just draw that out with you because yeah. uh, many times it's top heavy. There's the pastor, there's the worship leader, you know, the singer, and there are those that are charismatic, if you will, or have uh, a popular sort of personality when they get on stage. But how often is it really about knowing the people who are sitting in the pew? How much do churches really know the people that come in, how often and sad, and I know people get offended by it too, when they say, you know, that person never greeted me, that person never smiled. I've been to the church for months and no one ever wanted to know or ask who I was. 
Why does that happen? Well, again, it happens because all of us are tempted to be selfish with our time and resources. Lord, forgive us. And I would think that the minute someone comes into the church that a person doesn't know that they would be instructed to say, we want to welcome you with, you know, the welcoming of Jesus. We want you to feel comfortable. I just wonder how important it is to know how we're living. Are we really invested in the spiritual gifts of one another? Is that really the priority? Or is it, like you said, the have other things on their mind, running the church and administrative stuff and programs. I feel sad about that. There are many more questions I want to ask, but I, I suggest people get the book uh, by Nine Marks. What should I look for in a church? Alex Duke has been our special guest. People can go uh, get the book where? Amazon and ninemarks.org. Yeah, I'm sure Amazon has it. Crossway is also selling it. Um, Nine Marks, we do have a bookstore. If you go to ninemarks.org, you look at the top of the website, there's a little bookstore to be on there. Uh, yeah, so check out all our books. We, we come up with a lot of books. The Lord's been really kind to us in our ministry. Alex, thank you for being on the program. Yeah, thanks, Michael. God bless. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand, from headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.beardynamic.com. Real Traps is the premier source for high-performance acoustic treatment, including bass traps, broadband absorbers, and diffusers. Once a room has been properly treated, clarity and articulation of music and speech improve enormously. Whether you're a professional recording engineer, audiophile, or home theater owner who wants the best sound possible, upgrade your entire system with acoustic treatment from Realtraps. Visit Realtraps.com. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit Zoom-NA.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom. And we're for creators. And by Vocal Booth to Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. Visit vocalboothtogo.com for more information.